Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. Shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. In the last episode, we said that a reasonable response to knowing God is to sacrifice self and to submit to transformation. In doing so, the ability to discern God's will is developed. Like Jesus, our goal should be to do the will of our Father who sent us. But that means we actually have to do God's will. And throughout Scripture, we see service and love as being hallmarks of members of that community. Service and love are the languages and actions of God's eternal kingdom. By submitting to His will, He'll prepare us for eternity. We died to sin, and the new people that God raised are to be dedicated to sacrificial service and love following the example of Jesus. And that brings us to our next section of Romans, Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. If you have a Bible, follow along while I read. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given us, let us use them. If prophecy, in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Here Paul is continuing his discussion of what it means to be a living sacrifice, and he describes for us here sacrificial service. There are three components to that that he touches on. One is humility, one is sobriety, and one is ministry. Let's look at humility first. Paul said that one should not think more highly of themselves than they ought to. We shouldn't think that we deserve better treatment or have higher expectations for our circumstances than is rational or reasonable. We often confuse what we deserve with what we want, and we chase after those things, claiming we deserve them. But that's to put ourselves on a pedestal that says we deserve better or more than others. And Paul says, you shouldn't do that. Because in doing that, the temptation is to look down on others. And Paul says, we are of the same body. He mentions it here briefly. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he expands on that metaphor more thoroughly about how each person is a member of a body that makes up the whole body of Christ. And here he says that all have been given grace because all need grace. So since that is true, we should be willing to serve accordingly. Paul mentions here seven gifts that might be exercised within the body. This should not be considered an exhaustive list. They are examples of the point that Paul is trying to make. And the main point is that whatever we do within the body, it should be done with humility. 
we should be willing to provide the same service for everyone within the body, regardless of their station, and not withhold anything from anyone because we think we deserve a different outcome. And he says that humility has to come with sobriety or sober judgment. Very often we use that word in connection with drinking alcohol. If we've not been drinking alcohol or have had very little, we talk about being sober. We've not been impaired by the effects of the alcohol. And while we use that word most when we're talking about the effects of alcohol, this word in the first century would have been used in any variety of situations where someone's thinking was impaired, where they weren't thinking about things the right way. So Paul says, not only do you need to be humble, but you need to see your circumstances for what they really are, and you need to see exactly what needs to be done. We have to become aware of our own moral failings so that we can think straight about the ways that we minister within the body of Christ. Our mind should be unaltered by our own biases, our personal desires, fears, or any other sinful behavior. The only way we'll be able to see clearly God's will and how he wants us to serve his people is by getting our thinking straight. If you remember back in verse 2 of this chapter, Paul said that we're transformed by the renewal of our minds. And that leads us to this idea of ministry. When we are humble and sober, we are prepared to use the gifts that God has given us. All of the blessings that we receive from God are to be used for his purposes. We do ourselves and God a grave disservice when we think that God blesses us for our own enjoyment. While we may certainly enjoy using the things that God has blessed us with, exercising our faith in ways that honor him, that's not the primary point. The The reason he's blessed us is so that we can bless others and give him credit, and in doing so, draw people closer to him. So Paul says blessings among the members of the body differ because there are different needs. There are different folks who need different things, and so God has provided different abilities to everyone. Here we have another area in which we're tempted to mess up God's plan, and because we want something different, end up seeing a particular gift or blessing is more important or significant than another, and therefore desire to have that one more, or to look down on people who don't have that same gift. But here Paul wants us to know that all blessings and all gifts have exactly the same importance because they're all to be used for God's glory. It can seem that some are more important when we're wanting to use them for our own selfish purposes, when we want to perform on a stage so that we're noticed and we're appreciated rather than God being honored and glorified. We're chasing after the wrong thing. It becomes more about us than God. And when it's that way in our own minds, we should actually avoid serving in that way and look for ways that we can more humbly serve God. None of God's blessings are about our own self-promotion, about our own glorification. They're about God and his kingdom, his will being done. So Paul lets us know that it is important not to exalt ourselves or to despise others. We said these blessings are to be used for God's purposes, but they also must be used. It's God's will that we serve the body of Christ. We have to understand that God has not called us to 
only abstain from bad things. He's asked us to let him eliminate the bad things in our life so that we can do good. Paul tells us in another writing that we were created to do good works. So with God blessing us, showing us such great favor, and doing it so that we can achieve his purposes, it becomes very important that we become aware of the opportunities he presents and understand how to best take advantage of those opportunities. Paul has already let us know that that kind of transformation, that kind of ability to discern God's will, comes with a transformed mind. And what we know practically from our own experience is that habits are powerful. When people are consistently making choices about their patterns of behavior, physical changes can happen within the brain. The brain can act in some ways like a muscle. The more activity you do, the larger and more complex it becomes. The damage that we do to ourselves by having improper or unsober thinking can be fixed, can be corrected as we submit to God's will and practice the good habits that he's given us. Look for the opportunities that he wants us to take advantage of and practice those things consistently so that not only our behavior changes, but our way of thinking changes. As we do that, we see God and his will playing out in our lives, and it makes more sense to us, and it helps our faith grow. And so as Paul will continue in the next section, he will start to let us know hallmarks, attributes of people who have developed this way of thinking, these people who are living a life of sacrificial service. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Twitter.